This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another edition, another episode of the Build a Better Us podcast. I'm John Parker better known as C. John Roar on the internet, and I'm with the businessman of the century. Yeah. The owner, yeah. CEO, and all-around man in charge when it comes to the Build It Better Us brand, yeah. BJ Thompson. How yeah. you doing, sir? Man, good, good. Excited to talk this morning. Hey, man, it's always a good time. It you is always a good time. We're in the room. Cats need to get in to whip out the pen and that's paper. That's right. And understand that this is game that's been given. You know what I'm saying? They, they could be our armor bearers. Yeah, you know yeah. Saying? I like armor bearers. <laughs> I love armor bearers. Yeah, absolutely. That's our humble way of saying, hey, man, tune in. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, we love you. We love you. <laughs> you know, this is why we do this, because we love you. Uh, today, we got a very interesting topic. BJ's been married 15 years. I'm going on six pretty soon. Uh, he's got a few kids. I got a few kids. And we take for granted things that we've learned over these years of being married. And we forget that certain people have different expectations of what it means to be in a relationship, whether it's dating or, you know, married or engaged or whatever the case may be. So we just want to kind of walk y'all through what expectations are, what they've been for us, where they are now, and maybe what unrealistic expectations look like. Yeah. So basically how we failed, right? <laughs> hey, you know, man. All the mistakes yeah. that we've made, all the things that we've gotten wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a long list. How bruh, about yourself? Bruh, I'm saying, so maybe you'd be the guy. I've always tried to partner with people that make sense of things. Yeah. But this is a book I've always wanted to write. It's called The Art of Failing Well. How to mm, Fail Well. Mm, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can fail at something, yeah. but if you play it off good enough. Swag. Or, yeah, right, yeah. right. Or if you bounce back the right way. Yeah, you Folks will never off. even know. Like, yeah. oh, man, that dude, did he stumble or did he? was he trying to moonwalk? Man. Like, I don't... I don't yeah. know what just happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we, I, life is full of failings. Yeah. <laughs> it's full of it. My story is definitely full of failures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kick us off, man. Tell us about some of your... I mean, I'm sure everybody wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your relational failures and what uh, are some some things we can learn yeah. from that in terms of failure and even bias. So, yeah. Yeah. I think for growing up, I didn't have a healthy perspective on what relationships would look like. My parents were together till I was about 12, but I didn't really know much of their relationship. You know, that wasn't, there wasn't a lot of things that could be seen in terms of how they navigate arguments or, you know, disagreements or things of that nature. So I, what I learned, I learned from the streets, unfortunately, right? Mm. That's a lot of our stories, right? Streets don't love you. The streets don't love you. They'll teach you some lessons, but it maybe ain't the right ones. It's not the right lessons. Right, right. So I think for me, um, the biggest thing was not knowing how to engage the opposite sex Mm. uh, in a way that was uh, 
fair. Yeah. Right. That was right. Yeah. And this is a lesson to folks out there that have children that are that want to have families or whatever. When you are raising a family, your kids need to see how you all handle disagreements. They need to see mm-hmm. how you handle budget stuff. They need to see how you handle life things so that they'll know how to do those things with their partners or whatever. That's just a random tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the biggest thing was not knowing how to engage females and not knowing what the purpose of relationships were, what mm-hmm. the purpose of dating was. And so literally, I remember the first time that I, my eyes were awakened to how you can treat females was you'll never guess what it was. It was a it was I'd a be a player. Nah, nah. It was it was Snoop Dogg. It was Snoop Dogg, bro. Oh, it no. was doggy style. Doggy style, doggy style was my first introduction to how you can talk to women and treat women and address women, didn't and they, they accept it. Didn't they pour a beverage over the bruh, girls? Bruh, they had a song called "Ain't No Fun" if the homies can't have none. Okay, bro. Like when I say now, I never adopted that. We ain't going there. I never adopted that model. But there was a lot of things that I learned from that album. I was 12 when it came out, and that was the first time I realized, like, yo, you can call women out their name, you can be disrespectful, you can be a dog, you can let them know up front what you're about, and they will accept that. And so that became a mantra and a model for me to address women and engage in relationships that lasted up until I was about, I don't know, 24, 25, 26. And this is after I was a Christian. Like, I still had to make adjustments because there still wasn't dudes in my life saying, hey, this is how you do this. That's good. You know? That's good. That's Um, challenging. Yeah, I mean, your whole worldview shaped by doggy style. Come on, bro. <laughs> <It's really laughs> the worst, bro. Yeah. I guess I would say my parents um, were married up until my father passed mm. and um, were together the entire time. Yeah. Something unique about my relationship, though, is that I grew up thinking relationships revolved around paying bills, mm. staying together, staying committed, and raising mm-hmm. kids. Okay. And so my perspective of the interpersonal relationship that you have was just more transactional. It's just mm. like you get it done, you do the things you need to do. Not that my parents were void of that, but my viewer relationships didn't really have a lot of depth. I didn't mm. have any like information about it. And yeah. so truthfully, I learned a lot or I picked up a lot from what I saw in front of me. And so, you know, if if the new trend was to chase a girl, I backstory, I got a story. You know, there was a trend when I was growing up where, where boys would like play tag with girls mm-hmm. and do something funny mm-hmm. and run away. Yeah. You know, she would chase, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. said person yeah, yes, forward, yes, right? Yes. And, you know, it, it was always something, man. Yeah. So, you know, you could do it with juice, knock over the juice. <laughs> they chase you because of that. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, throw a ball yeah. at their head yeah, and, you yeah. know, come out there. And it was like, it was a form of endearment. Yeah, right, I'm, right, I'm right. not advocating yeah. violence. No, no, thank you. Towards anyone. <laughs> but I'll never forget... One day we were out on the playground mm-hmm. and Michael Brown, I, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to Michael Brown yeah. in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. And a girl that he was interested in, he basically picked up a handful of sand <laughs> and he threw it at her. Huh. And she cried. I used to remember thinking like, <laughs> yo, this, this ain't, ain't fun. This, this ain't, ain't it. This Whatever ain't Michael's it. doing is <laughs> not right, it. Right, right. Right. But yeah, like I so from my perspective, a lot of the ways that I began to develop and form my relational connections, just based off of what I thought. You know, you said your earlier worldview was with the Doggy Style album, yeah, yeah. right? For real. Mine's um, really revolved around um, this movie called How to Be a Player. Yeah, I don't know, like Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for those of you who are younger, Bill Bellamy was a breakout actor in the black community. And had a movie about how he was managing several relationships. 
Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, man, that'll yeah. be me one day. Right, right. Right. He almost got caught. Yeah. But then it all turned around. And so back. I would say that my perspective mm-hmm. before coming to faith and being married was about the management of whatever I had going on. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got to college and wanted to be more, have a more significant, mm-hmm. realistic mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. that I started seeing like, man, maybe some of the things that I think I know, I don't know, mm-hmm. but those biases still lived mm-hmm. well up until post-marriage. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's crazy how, it's almost like, you know, marketing, right? So marketing people know that, hey, you get a kid to eat Captain Crunch Berries when he's two, he's only mm. when he's three, when he's 55, when he's 100, right? Same thing with expectations of, of relationships and what you learn. That's what I'm saying, why it's important for parents to involve their children in relationship stuff. Not too much, not being crazy. They don't need don't to hear y'all. Don't bring kids into everything. Right, 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 right. Y'all right. get into this argument. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, Bro, yeah. like I had, I mean, one time my mom and dad were arguing and it was literally like, who do you want to go with? You want to go with your mom to the movies or you want to go to your dad? I'm like, bro, that is a terrible position to put a kid <laughs> oh in, bro. God. Like, whoever I choose to go with, the other person is going to be in their feelings and then I'm going to be the bad guy. It doesn't work out for me. And I was like eight, I think, when that happened. Oh, wow. And I was just like, uh, I think I chose my mom, right? I mean, that's- you know, <laughs> Choose your mama. You know, right? You got to choose you your mama. Choose mama, right? Even at that young age, you know, mom is sensitive and you yeah. can't choose dad over mom, Make right? sure you choose mama. Right, y'all. right. Yeah. But anyway, so it's the idea that the things that we learn at an early age, the things that are planted in us, stick with us. And it will transcend. It'll transcend common sense. It'll transcend becoming a Christian, becoming a whatever, becoming a dad, becoming a husband. And we have to make sure the foundation is solid. Yeah. And I think the idea that we're kind of talking through is like, man, expectations can lead you right or they can lead you wrong. Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes our expectations are sometimes based in the families that we grow up in. Woo! You know, that's the most challenging thing, right? right? We love to believe that our expectations came out of thin air. <laughs> right. We love to believe yeah. that our expectations are based off of that which is holistically right mm-hmm. and pure. Mm-hmm. When really it's about your own yeah. journey yeah. Yeah. and experience. You mm-hmm. know, it's, I don't think if you could turn back the hands of time, yeah. doggy style may not have been the thing that shaped, <laughs> you know, your yeah. view of yeah. relationships, yeah. but... That was your family dynamic. That was your cultural dynamic. And I think it's important for people to realize is that whatever your specific cultural Mm -hmm. family and experience, that is what shaped you. And you need to start um, investigating, need to begin to investigate. What is it that shaped me and how did it it do so? How did you see that up until even pursuing your, your mate? How do you see those biases? What are some of the things, man? I know we got a bunch. Yeah. What are some of your false expectations brought into your even your dating relationship with your with your mate? I think the biggest thing that I had in the dating relationship that I thought was going to carry over into the marriage relationship was just she'll leave me alone when I need to be left alone. Mm, no, she won't. She'll sleep right next to you. <laughs> go ahead. Hey, man. When you're dating, you can go home, right? When you're dating, you can go on about your business. When you're dating, you can you can be where you be. When you get married, it don't work that way. It doesn't work like that. First year marriage, I don't, you know, counselor, therapist, don't mind beef, don't mind, you know, awkwardness, the muckiness, whatever. So, oh, we beefing? Cool. That gives me more time to kick with the homies. You don't want to be around me perfect. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I can go do me, right? That doesn't help. That doesn't work. That doesn't benefit the relationship. (laughs) All that does is lead your wife to thinking that all these other people are more important. Oh All these God. other things that you do instead of handling conflict. This is a major key. Right? No, no, no. Go back. No, no. Say that again. Make sure you don't miss that. Go ahead. You just made a major key. Go ahead. Say it again. I'm just saying that, hey, you have to be available 
for your spouse to reason through conflict. You can't just be like, hey, I'm okay with you not liking me. I'm okay with you not wanting to be around me because it gives me the opportunity to do what I really want to do. Hang out with my friends. Hang out with the homies. Play mad. Play mad. You know what I'm saying? We finna kick it. I'll be back. Right? You know what I mean? And for the first year and a half, man, that was the go-to. Like, again, I do this for a living. I was in school at the time we first got married, but the idea was like, man, like, good. You go find something to do and I'm going to do what I do. And then you just doing it because I didn't care. I was like, it's all good. But the idea is that when you're single, you, you have the freedoms to come and go. Right. And again, it goes back to my ideal of anywhere. What it's supposed to be like, hey, man, when I'm tired, on to the next thing. On to the next. Right. Thing. And how I engaged relationships was like, hey, I'll engage you. See where you are. Try to figure out if I like you. Don't matter where we are and what stage we're in, the, the mm. one or two things that are like that that are non-negotiables to me, I'm out. So wherever you, I, my heart ain't in it. That's on you if you get your feelings hurt. <laughs> I was in discovery mode. <laughs> I hit the Bluetooth button and I'm waiting for nearby devices. I'm in discovery, bro. I'm just trying to see what's out here. You know what I mean? You you baking. I had a girl tell me one time, hey, you know, you probably already met your wife. And I was like, oh, really? No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> of course, she was talking about her, but I was like, yeah, bro. Nope. I see what you're doing here. Nah, not me. No, I'm still in discovery. <laughs> not the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was the biggest thing, realizing like, yo, no, nah, there's no weekend at Bernie's. You don't get to get away. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. No, I, I think <laughs> I had a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what you said, uh, I wrote just minimal tension. Mm-hmm. I thought, yo, we have issues. It's going to be little silly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be like big blowout mm-hmm. stuff. And um, yeah, said I do, and that all changed. <laughs> um, it was... Yeah, the little stuff turned into yep. big stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. people yeah. just made, you know, they downplay like, yeah, you know, yeah. two pates on the sink. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that yeah. became a big situation. The wet mat when you come out the shower. Oh, yeah, that became <laughs> a big situation. Oh, another expectation I wrote was uh, always believing that I would always be excited about the relationship day in, day out. Man, one of the most disappointing things was to be in it, go through this beautiful wedding, get married. And realize it's a day-to-day grind. Mm-hmm. Like, i never forget a guy telling me, he says, I will never forget this. He said, sometimes, he said, every day I love my, my wife. He said, but I don't always like her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. yo, you, you with her every right, single yeah, day. Yeah. And one of the things that I believed in my mind was that, man, every day I'm going to wake up to excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, we're able to have, you know, oneness and mm-hmm. sex. Like, this is good. And yo, it it really caught me off guard to mm-hmm. believe like every day I'm not excited about you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's periods of times yeah. when I'm more and less excited about yeah. you. So yeah, those are some of the things that I, I've seen in terms of my own false expectations. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about this culture. We have the, the situationship culture. Uh, where everybody uh, wants to be yeah. booed up. Yeah. Everybody wants to be happily married. Yeah. Everybody wants to have their situation either coming together, mm-hmm. working itself together. Man, what are some things you see in the culture mm-hmm. when it comes to what it's telling you expectation-wise yeah. Yeah. about relationships? I think one thing is that um, people expect their partner to know what they're feeling. Mm. One, and then to understand those feelings too. Uh, right. So I think... Speak to, the, speak to the people. I was going to say speak to the... Yeah, right. A gender group, <laughs> right? But we're, we're gender neutral here. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So go some ahead. some people some people believe that hey, because I'm experiencing something, you should be experiencing it. And if you're not experiencing it, you should know what I'm experiencing. Mm. 
right? And if you don't know or do know or whatever that looks like, then also you should know how to address those things, right? I have a, a situation which is kind of touchy. Friends of mine recently experienced a real tragedy. The wife is expecting the husband to hold me, be with me, love me, nurture me, kiss and hug me. And the husband like, yo, I am, I have reached my emotions max. Uh-huh. And right now I just want to sit in the corner uh-huh. and figure my life out. Can you imagine the room where you have one person saying, come hold me, come be with me, come be next to me. And the other person like, yo, stiff arm, Jesus juke, mm. like leave me be because I can't, I can't do this right now. Right. So if you have two people that are processing things, the same thing in two different ways, and one person is expecting to like be held, be held. And the other person like, get away from me, bro, that's going to be an epic situation. You know what I'm saying? An epic, not in a good sense. Right. It's it's, it's a it's a breeding ground for the enemy to come in and wedge and, and create the wedge or further divide the two. And so people have to be intentional of saying, hey. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm going through. This mm. is what I need. Mm. And the other person has to respond and say, hey, well, I can't do that for you right now. Yeah. Like you have to give that other person the opportunity to yeah. be able to respond in that. And so the fail that a lot of people have is that, man, they expect the person to be a mind reader. You know, we're just selfish like that. Um, and that's the feeling I think we have as human beings is that we don't give the other person space to do what they need to do to be able to come and be ready for a conversation, yeah. to be ready to be interviewed yeah. again, to be ready yeah. to be whatever. Yeah, I think something that I've observed about culture that we falsely expect about relationships is that we we desire people to have minimal or non-intrusive baggage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So you hear people saying it all the time, I'll take you right where you are. Yeah. You know, we, we can do whatever, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll be here for you, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you don't realize that what you believe to be minimal baggage mm-hmm. Or managed baggage, mm-hmm. it could be consuming situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like if yeah. someone has a child that from their previous relationship, mm-hmm. you're right. thinking, "Well, this is cool. Yeah. We're having fun. This yeah. is a great situation." It's like, no, yeah. that person has the obligation yeah. to wake up, to feed, mm-hmm. to to care for, to support, yeah. and that may include you. They may have to go to court. They may right. have to. Right. Right. And you may become less important because yeah. when the papers get put out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and the payments. Yeah. Right? You yeah. got to make them payments. Yeah. yeah. And so what I would say is, I think we have a culture when it comes to expectations that believes like whatever thing you bring, mm-hmm. it's easily manageable <sighs> without stop. like the, the, the depth of whatever yeah. that is. And again, it doesn't mean that people are without baggage. Mm-hmm. I think we just naively believe because we're so desiring to connect to the person because we like their personality yeah. that whatever else they bring in terms of family mm-hmm. dynamics, mm-hmm. spiritual formation, emotional maturity, mm-hmm. peer and relational connections, yeah. and even some of the decision making they've made in the past, we don't think those things have real bearing mm-hmm. because our initial feelings are prone um, to just a meaningful connection. Yeah, so. the problem with that is that people in we're in love. We in love. It don't matter. I went to a wedding one time. Just the code on me, man. Bro, I did, bro. I did, bro. Not intentionally. You, you know what I'm saying? Just the code on me. I just go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Just, explain just, this. I'm just no, no, no. Explain this to our audience because yeah. you just cracked the code. Go ahead. go ahead. So there's different stages of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the the stage where. I forget the technical term where everything is all good. Everything's roses. Everything's peaches and cream. It's a uh, man. I can't think of it right now, but it's just a stage that people go through relationships where it's just like, man, this is 
this is the best thing that's ever happened to me in life. Uh-huh. And then sometime later, that bubble gets burst and then real life kicks in or whatever, right? But because people are so in love, so in awe, so enamored with the other person, they feel like red flags will become green for some reason. Mm. It's called red flag for a reason. It's it's not the caution. It's not slow down. It's red, bro. This ain't yellow. And it's not. It's red, bro. Yeah, but if you look at the if the lenses you're looking at looking at the flag makes it green, then <laughs> you don't know it's red till <laughs> you come to a more sober space. Yeah, well, you, I think yeah, sometimes yeah. where where outsiders are looking at a situation mm-hmm. and they clearly see, yo, this is a big red flag. Yeah, yeah. the lenses of affection mm-hmm. that you have for the person make them look teal. Look. <laughs> it, it's like yeah. rose color. Yeah, it's not, not. It's pinkish. It's not. It's, not, it's rosé color. Yeah, no, it's not bro. Bad. It's no, red. It's yeah. terrible. And I think that's that's the issue, man. Like we don't do enough premarital. Huh. We don't do enough dating, relationship counseling, therapy stuff. Tell us what are some ways they can get therapy, relationship. Hey, counseling? well, there's a guy named John Parker. Okay, um, you can find him on the internet. See John Roar or John Anderson Parker at gmail.com. No Absolutely. H and John. Absolutely. I do a thing called Prepare and Rich. Prepare and Rich is a is a conversation piece on the internet. You answer a bunch of questions mm-hmm. about you and your spouse. Answer questions. I get the results. You sit down with me and I say, Hey, these are some areas of concern. These are some areas where you're doing well. Let's make sure we address these concern areas. Good, good. Because you can't ignore the red flags. Good, good. My red flag with my wife being transparent was, how do I say this without getting in trouble? Don't get in trouble. I mean, I'll I navigate it well. See, you know, a couple years in the game, yeah. just there's ways that she likes to do things yeah. that I don't like to do <laughs> That things. you don't like that. That I don't like to do things. <laughs> don't touch me like that. Don't talk to me <laughs> like that. Well, you know, so yeah. one of the things was kind of just like our idea of what it means to be organized, right? Yeah. So ENFJ, that's my personality type. Another way that, you know, BJ and I can help get your life together, Myers-Briggs test. Yeah. You find out your personality type, right? Yeah. Is that... I have an organizational system that requires like maintenance consistently. She has an organizational system that's like, you know what? It's been a month. Let me take care of said thing. Mm. Right. And so for me, I knew that coming into this thing, but I was like, you know, eh, it'll be all right. I can take care of that. Don't worry about it. I'll handle mm. that department. But when you're in that every single day, not just dating and you can go home and clean up your mess. When you have to worry about somebody else's organizational skills that is way different than yours way every single day. Wow. Six years in the game, it's still a drudgery, and I still have to tell her, hey, this is the grace of God that is keeping me from jumping off this building yeah. because I cannot take the way you do certain things. Yeah. Same way, I'm sure she has those things about me. She does. Right. No, 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 she right? does. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's she guaranteed, does. right? Right? She does. No. Leave, right? It's probably the same area. If I leave her alone and let her have her little yeah. rabbit holes yeah. in her little chipmunk squirrel areas. Yeah, she does. Right? So the thing she is, does. like, yo, red flags don't become green, and if you avoid those things or pretend like they don't exist because your lenses uh. are ridiculous... You need some accountability. You need yeah. some help. You need to be able to see that, see through that. Yeah, let me talk a little bit about this. This is a very interesting topic. So mm-hmm. the red flags. Right. We can just talk mm-hmm. about that. Sometimes you you can see the red flags. Yeah. Right? They radiate mm-hmm. danger. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a, a person, you're dating somebody who has an unfinalized divorce. It's just this <laughs> big red flag. Just, the biggest red just flag. Just leave it alone, right? <laughs> Um, but she cute. Yeah, she is cute. He's so handsome. Yeah, but you that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. That's a really red flag. Mm-hmm. Don't have any good friends mm-hmm. that are known mm-hmm. to have reputable character. Mm-hmm. It's just a big red flag. Right? They go, like, they be in the club and stuff, but you yeah. don't come home to me. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. All right. Um, haven't been in a relationship mm-hmm. more than a few months at a time, mm-hmm. right? It's just mm-hmm. another big red flag. Yeah. Haven't held a job. Haven't held a job. 
Got bad credit. <laughs> it's just a big red flag. No savings account. Yeah. So I would say there's some things that you can see, huh? but then there's some things that others see mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And 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 you you said I thought it was very profound about the love phase where sometimes then our lenses are tilted mm-hmm. and we're not able to see certain mm-hmm. things for ourselves. And so or we choose to ignore. Oh, we do. <laughs> but it's because you're yeah. so in love yep. with that person. Yep. And so yeah, I would say get some good friends that when they do speak to you about the situation, you're able to heed it. Yeah. But but I would also say this too. Part of the issue with bias is not just the bias of internal mm-hmm. and like the, your experiences and the bias of your friendships. I think you need to, to figure out how to get people outside of your situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That they're not connected to you relationally yeah. or, yeah. you know, any of those things. No vested interest in you having grandchildren. Absolutely. <laughs> Mama, Absolutely. what you think? Baby, just go ahead. Yeah, and I think you have to find layers to help you see bias. And again, we're not advocating perfection, mm-hmm. right? We're advocating for healthy tensions yeah. and no mm-hmm. sobriety mm-hmm. as you like pursue a relationship. Yeah. Man, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people pursue a relationship because they were the T word. Yeah. Thirsty. 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 Parched a little. <laughs> like I just, you know, and, and it's, it's what they call it, cuffing season. Cuffing it, season. It's upon us. It, cuffing season is here. It's here, brother. Yeah. And I think it's kind of year round. I used to thought it was like. <laughs> just winter time. I thought it was winter time. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not winter time. But these dudes, but. Yeah, cuffing yeah. season is yeah. here. Yeah. And so, you know, you may degrade some mm-hmm. of your standards yeah. based off of that because mm-hmm. you feel yourself ticking. And yeah. what I would say is it's not about having a perfect connection. Mm-hmm. It's about having a healthy connection. Mm-hmm. And it's looking for the red flags, but then also realizing that you could potentially miss mm-hmm. some glaring, mm-hmm. waving in yeah. the background yeah. flags, right? And that's why you have friendships, healthy friends. Mm-hmm. But then also another layer are people who are outside of your situation mm-hmm. who can speak into that and do so. Yeah. So, yeah. One thing that you said that I think is important is, is the conflict piece, mm-hmm. right? People seem to think that good relationships don't have conflict. Like, everything is just amazing every day. Like, everything is just a walk in the park. You grow the most via conflict and working through conflict and making sure that you handle conflict in a way that's it's done well so that if this thing or something similar happens again, you can say, oh, yeah, we've done this before. Mm. Right. Oh, we know how to get through this. Oh, he may have said she may have said he may have done. She may have done. But I know them better than that. Right. So let me not listen to the lies that the enemy may be feeding me so that this doesn't become bigger than it needs to be. That's good. Yeah, and that's good. And people just—I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's TV. I don't know where these people no, get these ideas no, from. No, I, th- I think what it is is that we thrive. We deeply desire comfort. There you go. And so when a conversation creates discomfort, it jolts in us a fearful response. Mm-hmm. It's a fight or flight response. Yeah. And it's almost like working out. It's like your muscles are being shocked because mm-hmm. they're sore and they're hurting. And I, I think for those of us who are wrestling through relational connections, yeah. you got to realize it's a part of it yeah. and you can't quit, yeah. right? And too many of us have very underdeveloped muscles. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know, we don't have yeah. relationships Come that on. have tested us yeah. in more meaningful ways. Yeah. Now we have been hurt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we have not learned how to develop healthy relationships. Yeah. 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 And that's what I would say is that some of us are scarred and so... Yeah, this this whole idea of conflict. Mm-hmm. One thing that I, I began to realize was that those who avoid conflict weaken relationships. 
Absolutely. It's right? the weak link in the chain. Yeah. yeah. So anytime you decide you will avoid mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. conflict, mm-hmm. you have to weaken the relationship yeah. because conflict is meeting two individuals at their, their true selves. Yeah. yeah. And when you refuse to meet another person at their true selves, you can't become what the Bible calls one, Mm -hmm. right? You can't connect at your true self, right? right? That means to celebrate at your true self. Mm -hmm. That means to love at your true self. And conflict, especially within the proximity of marriage and relationship, because it it gives you the most romantic connection, conflict there actually creates a healthier version Mm -hmm. of who you should be Mm Simply because you're being refined at the point of who you are. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would definitely say don't run from conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you need help yeah. because maybe you don't know what to do. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And you feel like you're drowning in this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really scary. And so you can hit me up at BJ116. Uh, one of the things that we love doing is being able to provide life coaching for yeah. both individuals and couples. Yeah. To help them navigate through that season. Um, the initial consultation is free. Come on. Right? Yeah. Get there. Everything is 100% confidential. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. And yeah, we'll help you during that time. Come on, brother. Give us some more. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Another thing is people feel as if, and I'll, you know, we got these last three things I think that are good. So we kind of run through them for the sake of time. Yeah. Give the the things that people bring in. What are some of the baggage people bring in terms Um, of expectations? They feel that in order for a relationship to survive, to thrive, to to be successful, it must remain the same. Mm. And that's silly, man. We're people. We change. We grow. We our personalities shift. Things that we like become different. We may have liked, you know, they say in relationships the thing, especially with girls and guys, is that girls towards guys, the things that you loved about him will mm-hmm. get on your nerves later on in life. Oh, you're so funny. Oh, you're so blah blah blah. Oh, I, you love to work out so much. Oh, blah blah blah. But then you're mad because he's at the gym all the time. Oh, you're mad because he wow. he's saying some joke that you don't think is funny anymore. That you know what I'm saying. So it's like, yo, people have to be willing to understand that relationships change. You can't wow. have relationships are are fluid. You know, they just they shouldn't be. If your relationship is the same good for 20, 35, 10, however many years, like something's wrong with that. Good. Like development needs to take place. You're good. not developing, you're not growing. Um, I think the other thing is people feel like in order for the relationship to survive, thrive, to be strong, that you must spend most of your time together. Wow. I just don't like you said, mid, is that mid? So is I, that can't smother, I can't I, smother. I can't smother. I can't smother. You can. And what happens when you smother somebody? They choke to death. Some people like being smothered, though. Some people do. I think you're downplaying the fact that some people love it. Sometimes it's a mutual experience. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's unhealthy. Yeah, it, I mean, it's always. Unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, 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 you know, it's, it's, it gets to the point where it's like it may be a coping skill, it may be a coping mechanism, it may be a defense strategy on some level. Some, you know, uh, yeah, just or you just you love to feel loved, yeah. and and people being up under you makes yeah. you feel a certain way, yeah. and you can't do anything. I would say there's let me give you that the positive. Side give, of give, that. give it to me. The positive side of it is you build meaningful bond with a person. Because you, you're with them throughout the duration of a day. Yeah. And you're talking to them, mm-hmm. you're texting them all day. Mm-hmm. So you do, you build something mm-hmm. very meaningful. The challenge mm-hmm. is that you're not learning who it is for you to be in the relationship mm-hmm. as an individual. Right. Now, again, because you're both a collective whole mm-hmm. and you're still in an individual mm-hmm. simultaneously, you don't give yourself the space to explore that mm-hmm. because you're always within the proximity mm-hmm. Of the person you're being romantic yeah, with. Yeah. So I think that's why some people can look up mm-hmm. 
years later and say, I don't know who I am anymore. Come on, that's it. That's yeah. exactly it, bro. That's <laughs> it. That, that, that is the key, right? I, you've lost keys. sight of yourself, right? Yeah. And so there's a thin line between healthy relational dynamic and what we call codependence mm. or enmeshment. People that grow up in enmeshed families that are unhealthily enmeshed, enmeshment is the idea that, hey, there's no outside influences that happen in your family. It's mom, dad, kid or kids, and that's all that you have. You don't go hang out with friends. You don't go to people's houses. Your parents don't have their own friends. So you grow up and you become relational thinking that you and your spouse are going to be your best friends. Right. You're going to be a mess, right? And it's it's a mess. Your enmeshment is a mess. mess. You know what I mean? And codependency is even worse because you can't move. You can't breathe. You can't live without that other person. Something's wrong if you guys aren't just, you know, just all in each other's stuff every day, all day. Mm. Right? It's not healthy. It's not healthy. There has to be time. It has to be break. It has to be the availability to uh, make sure that you guys are growing together as well as fostering relationships that are outside of your marriage. Not outside of your marriage like another woman, another man, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just with the homies or whatever the case may be, <laughs> right? And I think another thing that people think, which is false, is good relationships don't need work. Oh, everything's automatic. We're just a well-oiled machine and everything is just you. Yeah, yeah, you're out your mind. You, you, you tripping. Yeah. Yeah, those are the most naive people yeah. I've ever met. The most gullible people mm-hmm. who believe that whatever they had was sufficient. Yeah. And I think to your point, because we change over time, mm-hmm. we all do. Yeah. Because of circumstances, because of age, mm-hmm. because of just whatever is happening in our world. Mm-hmm. Like we change, yeah. trauma, crisis yeah. of change. Yeah. To believe that what you had once mm-hmm. will consistently be sufficient. Yeah. It's insufficient. Come on. Right? Like, it may be some foundational things yeah. that are true that you can stand on, but the management of your relationship. So, yeah. so basically, what we're saying is your relationship needs investment, mm-hmm. a.k.a. build a better us. Come on. Um, here in a few months, we're going to be launching our national network for couples. Yeah. Where we plant couple small groups mm-hmm. because we know that every relationship mm-hmm. needs investment. Yeah. And all we want to do is help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. Bro. That's it. Come on, man. <laughs> That's it. We're not trying to make it seem as... And I realize that I've become the pessimist guy. I'm the glass uh, half. Have, on this show, I'm the, I'm the half empty guy. I, I love that. I love yeah. that I'm the optimist. Right? Yeah, right. It'll make me feel great yeah, on myself. Right, right? Yeah. And I'm not trying to be. It's just what I do I for a living, right? It's just that people come in with all of these crazy, ridiculous notions of things. And I have to sit them down and say, like, Grandma, hey, baby. That ain't right. And I have to tell folks, like, listen, man, I want you to be happy. I want you to be excited. I want you to enjoy things. But you have to be sober-minded. You can't have the rose-colored glasses. Good. Right? All the time. Good. You can't ignore the red flags. You can't just push past stuff that's going to drive you nuts. Good. Right? And so the thing is, what we're just saying for today... You can't expect your partner to be able to read your mind. Mm. You just you just can't expect that. Yeah. You have to be very clear with your emotions, with your emotional state. And if you don't know, say, hey, wife, husband, I don't know what's going on with me right now. But I just need the space That's fair. to be able to figure this out, That's fair. to talk to people, to get with my network, to get with my accountability, yeah. to figure out what's happening. That's good. And if you can't figure it out, you don't have a network and accountability and mentorship uh-huh. um, at BJ116. Come on. In- inbox me. Yes. Um, and we'll make sure we help you try yeah. to provide some language also. Yeah. Hey, John Parker, C. John Roar, S-E-E-J-O-N. You can find me. If you're playing PS4, you can find me there. Just send me that message, man. <laughs> right? But the idea is like, you got to have that village, man. We that we that village for you. Village we the tribe. Group. Yeah. BJ's a tribe. JP's yeah. a tribe. We the yeah. tribe, baby. We trying to make this work for you. Yeah. Um, understand that good relationships are not void of conflict. Conflict is good. Manage conflict well. Mm-hmm. Don't let it sit too long. Bible say, don't let the sun go down. Make sure you handle that. 
or at least say, hey, can we table this to tomorrow? Yeah. And be intentional about making sure you have that follow-up conversation. Don't leave the person hanging. But just no conflict is a part of it. Mm. Um, handle it well. Things shouldn't stay the same. They shouldn't always be the same. They should be moving. They should be growing. Different directions should be happening. I'm not saying they can't be the same for a year or two or a couple months or whatever. Yeah. But if you're not growing, if yeah. you're remaining stagnant, remaining stale, your relationship it's not. It's not happening. Yeah. And that's probably an indictment on you as an individual. If you're the same, if I'm the same guy as I was six years ago when I got married, something's wrong. Yeah. Like, there's some basic things. Like, I still like video games. You know, I still like to kick it with the homies or yeah, whatever. Yeah, at C. John Roy. Right, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can I'm, find I'm him online. He's right, the same right. handle. I'm, yeah. I'm there, right? Yeah. But things should be changing. Good relationships do absolutely need work. You should spend a lot of time with your spouse, but you don't have to spend all your time with your spouse. Good. It can become unhealthy at a certain point in time. Good. And I would just say... And if you're challenged with that and you hear, man, I, I don't have the tools and resources, nor do I have the support systems immediately, and I, I need to unearth some of these things, make sure you contact uh, C. John Roy mm-hmm. and also at BJ116. We'll do our free consultation with you because we want to help you. You know, allow yourself to be informed in some new ways. Pick up some books. Don't allow your ignorance to perpetuate itself over time. And all we want to do is help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us, baby. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, Follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.